This is Financially Tuned with Daniel Wendell from Dolphin Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Daniel provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here's Daniel to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome back to another show of Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group here in sunny Clearwater. Good morning to you listeners and good morning to Tony, my trusty sidekick, Tony. How are you doing today? And before you answer that, I want to tell you the title of the show because that might affect your mood here. Today's show is going to be titled American Horror Story Health Insurance. (laughs) (laughs) American Horror Story Health Insurance. I I like it. It has a certain uh, ring and truthfulness to it. You know why we're going to be doing this? It's going to be a true American story today because I'm going to open up my world to every all the listeners and explain what happened to me my family with health insurance and the trials and tribulations that we had ever since my son my one of my sons broke his elbow uh last month so wow that's what we're going to be talking about so now i'll ask you how are you today oh well well uh, things were looking up until <laughs> i realized the topic today but uh, before people go, oh, that sounds depressing or heavy. Um, you know, the healthcare situation in our country, uh, and maybe not just our country, uh, but the healthcare situation as Americans we deal with right now, at least, is horrible. Uh, and it is a horror story. It is a true American horror story. Uh, but it let's. I'm glad that we're talking about it because we need to examine the problems, and people need to know, hey, what can happen. And you have a very recent personal experience in what situation you can end up in. And, you know, maybe you'll even have some ideas on uh, there's, you know, uh, it's there are no easy answers, but you want to be prepared as much as you possibly can. And it's good to talk about the situation. And, you know, we're all in this together kind of a thing. So, I think the listeners are going to find this fascinating. I bet some of our listeners have stories of their own dealing with healthcare costs and nightmares. Uh, and I know we'd love to hear about some of those. Uh, and I know that you'd love to sit down and talk with them about their finances, how to avoid some of this. So Dan, before we get into that though, I'm great. I've had a good week. How about you though? How's everything at Dolphin Financial? Are you <clears throat> keeping busy? I'm doing great. Uh, business-wise, been meeting with people, enjoying that. But to be honest with you, Tony, I've been getting these uh, bills for the hospital and it's really depressing. And you're right. It is a scary thought, but I'm going to I wish I would have done things a little differently. And I'm going to share that with everyone. So there's going to be some lessons here. Sure. So I'm not just going to rant about the industry and, and insurance. I'm going to give some practical tips on what people can do differently and not make the same mistakes that I have. But um, it's it's amazing how much. um you the these bills can be and how depressing it can be when you see these things coming in after some sort of a major event like this so um my mood is a little tense right now but i'll tell you other than that everything's going well soccer season's winding down a little bit so my weekends might start to clear up which would be (laughs) wonderful and uh you know you know we talked about this before I i do spend a lot of time with my family and um, not enough, apparently, to prevent the broken arm. But um, you, you, you've said this before in the past, you know, these these sw- soccer meets, swim meets, swim meets and soccer games. And it's like so much time. And then you're going to get to the point where I wish I can go to a soccer meet with my kids or a swim meet with my kids or go to a soccer game, you know, now that they're old and gone and out of the house, you know. So I'm, I'm not going to cry about the fact that I get to spend time with my family. Oh, I right. just wanted to point out that. I do like some free time Yeah, <laughs> with three boys. It's very rare on the weekend. Well, three boys. And, but I know that, uh, I know that you love going to the games and stuff, but you're right. I, I have three kids of my own and it's just between 
sporting events and activities. And my one daughter, she wants to do everything, right? She's in debate, 4-H. Uh, you know, she was in um, skiing. She's in all these different activities, clubs, groups. Um, so uh, it's like she wants to try everything, which is great. You know, I'm, I'm proud of her. And I'm glad that she wants to stay active, uh, but it's a nightmare. <laughs> so for for her mom and I, that's uh, uh, for my yeah. wife. My wife and I, it's just like wow. Uh, how mm-hmm. do we keep up with just her? It would be hard. But then we have two two others. Of course, my son is in college now. So, but but back to your situation. So uh, I don't know where you want to begin. I suppose with the accident itself, or with the bill, the shock. <laughs> Uh, that you, you know, I know you got a bill in the mail and then they, your wife revived you. I don't know how with a glass of water, the face or smelling salts, but when you came to and actually focused on it, it, it was worse than you even thought. So where do you want to start this tragic tale? Yeah. Where, where do we start the tragic tale? Um, I think it's important for people to understand why we're talking about it. We'll start there. And kind of give an idea of how I got to this point with my own family and health insurance. We're going to talk about health insurance today. We're going to talk about how it's failing. Really, it's not doing. Well, maybe it is. Maybe at the end of the show, we'll say, you know what? I'm glad I have insurance, right? Because that's that's where we're going to get down. But um, as a company, you know, as a as an individual, I have health insurance. But as a company, we focus on retirement planning, and we also have an insurance agency as part of our company. So we, we do deal with insurance and there's a reason for that. It's because one of the biggest, if not the biggest concerns people have when they go to retire besides, you know, just money, having enough, it's being able to pay for health insurance or what's going to cost me to help to have health insurance. And there's this little window in, in people's lives. That's, you know, I'm, I'm over 60 so I can take money out of my retirement savings without being, penalized by the government, that 10% early withdrawal rule at 59 and a half. So you're past that point, but you're not 65. So you don't qualify for Medicare yet. Mm. And, and so there's that window in there about five years that people want to retire, but they come to me and say, Hey, I got this. I want to do this, 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 but I think I might continue to work for health insurance. And I always say, you know, I hate that. I dislike when people, work only so they don't have to pay health insurance. But I'll tell you what, Tony, I'm, I know, and I've seen it and now I'm feeling it firsthand. There's a huge, huge underrated, underappreciated benefit to having employer sponsored health insurance. Right. It's, and I think that if people, once people lose that either through retirement, quitting, getting fired, and they have to pay for health insurance a hundred percent on their own, that's when they wake up and they say, oh my Lord, how did, how did we get to this point? And most Americans right now, and probably most of our listeners, they have government or uh, employer sponsored health insurance. So they're not really feeling the pinch, but if you're listening to this and you're paying for your health insurance by yourself without any employer assistance, you know what I'm talking about. You're probably nodding your head saying, yeah, it's not cheap. So <clears throat> let's begin by saying what happened and then we'll re- revert back to where, how I got there. Sure. Um, in the early March, I was at a swim meet in Sarasota. Two of my sons were in the meet and my third son, who, um, who's the youngest, he's eight, he was on the playground with me. Long story short, he fell and snapped his wrist and his uh i think it's the humerus actually <laughs> um the like the bicep bone sure. you know the bone right the radius humerus i don't even know what it is anyway i he i was probably 20 yards away and i look at him on the ground he's crying my initial instinct as a dad of three boys is get up come on you know yep. stop making a scene yeah. right is there blood no you're fine but then when he walked toward me crying and he had a wet noodle for an arm that was pretty misshapen, I might add. I said to myself as he's walking at me, well, that's broken. That's, that's, not, that's not natural looking. 
And he approached me and he was crying and all of a sudden his bicep blows up like Popeye, like a movie almost. Oh. Like someone put in a, a pressurized oh. air in it and it just blew up like a beach ball. And I looked at this as it was happening, like what? You know, it was almost something out of American Horror Story, the uh, the show and the movie, you know. <laughs> right. um, I, I couldn't believe it. And then, listeners, be prepared. His bone came out of the skin and the blood came out. And that's when daddy hit the floor. <laughs> that's when I almost passed out because oh. I couldn't believe what was happening. Right. Long story short, he had a compound fracture and it was bad. And so we were in Sarasota at a swim meet. So what do I do? You know, I don't, I'm not from Sarasota. I don't know anything, right? Yikes. What do you do in this case? Now, my, my kids know what to do and parents, we should all know what to do. I just called 911 and said, here I am. Come get me. Right. Um, so the ambulance shows up and they put him in a temporary splint of some sort. It was pretty comical looking because they didn't, you know, it was, they, it's tough because you got an eight year old boy, you know, crying and they don't, you know. They see it, but it was pretty nasty. So there's blood, there's, you know, bone and everything. So they don't know what to do. So they say, we need to go to the hospital as soon as possible because this is a child. And, you know, there's growth plate issues, so forth, so on. So this is where the first decision had to be made. And uh, listeners, this is very important that you, you understand this question because it comes at you at possibly the worst time. My son is crying in my wife's arms on the floor in a parking lot at a swimming pool in Sarasota. We don't know anywhere about anything. And they asked me, we need to take him to the hospital ASAP. This is critical because he's a child. We need to, and there's a, you know, it's, it's a compound fracture and there's a bone sticking out. We need to do something quick. Where do you want to go? They asked me this. What hospital do you want to go to? Now, it's a seemingly innocent question. But you have right? no I idea mean, how to answer. No idea. No idea how to answer that. So I I say, I guess we got to go to the nearest hospital. And they said, well, the children's hospital down St. Pete's focuses on this, but there's, you know, the, there's a hospital right down the street here that will get there and we can reassess. And that seemed like a perfect idea to me at the time. Right. And this is where I would have done things differently had I known. Right. And, and, and believe it or not, Tony, believe it or not, I'm not kidding you. When I said, when he asked me that, and then we started putting them in the ambulance with my wife, she went with them. Um, as they're getting in the ambulance and starting to drive, I asked myself, you know, I wonder if that hospital is in my network for health insurance, believe it or not. I actually asked myself. Uh huh. And I could have, maybe at that point said, you know, wait, 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 let me check. Let me check to see if that hospital you're taking them to, which I didn't even know the name of, uh-huh. is in network. And that was a big mistake right there because I didn't check. And it turns out the hospital was not in network. And now that's where the real horror begins okay. when it comes to the financials. Well, okay? uh, but even before all this happened, uh, apparently, you did have health health coverage, obviously. Yes. So, yes. so let's go back to that. Let's let's talk about what I have. Yeah. And the decisions I made between um, November first and December fifteenth, or you know, October fifteenth to December first of last year, in the open enrollment period for twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah. What did you do? I for had to get insurance? health insurance. Yeah. What did you do? Now, my company does not sponsor health insurance. So if you're listening. And you don't know what the open enrollment is. Well, you probably do. Your, your employer has an open enrollment. It doesn't have to be in October, November, like the rest of the country. It could be in July because your company operates that way. So each year in the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, you get, si- you get to sign up with coverage you want for January 1st of the next year for the full year. So at that time, I had to make a decision as to what my family's health insurance was going to be. And I'm making the decisions for the entire family. And when I looked at the options, I'll tell you exactly what I'm paying, because I think it's important people realize really what is going on here. When I signed up for January 1st, there was only three companies in Pinellas County that were part that were offering this 
these plans to me. And two of them were some that I not heard of. So I went with the big one that everyone basically has in the entire state of Florida. And I bought the high deductible high um, plan. And what that means is I looked at all the plans and say there was 30 options. I picked the cheapest one, the bronze plan, bronze, silver, gold, platinum. I picked the cheapest one to me. And when I mean cheapest, I mean least expensive out of pocket per month. The cost to me per month for my family to get on this plan is $1,342 per month. Oh, and that was the most inexpensive? That is the most inexpensive. And and on top of that per month cost, on top of that per month cost, there's a deductible. What was your deductible? Yes. It is the max deductible allowed. My deductible for my family is 14700 oh. a year in network, 29400 a year out of network. Oh, for the family. That also happens to be the max out of pocket. And I want to I want to make sure people understand what I'm just said here. I'm paying 1342 per month for my family of 5. That comes out to over $16,000 per year. Ouch. In premiums. Those premiums are what it costs me just to get in the health insurance system. I if I don't see a doctor, if none of my family even see a doctor or talk to a doctor or even look at a doctor for the full year, I'm still out $16,104 for the year 2018. That's just table stakes. Just to get in the game, I'm paying $16,000. Okay. Now, if I use the services or not, I still got to pay that. Okay. So I'm still on the hook for that $13.42 a month. What does it get me? Well, number one, it gets me in the network. So I am in the health insurance network, meaning the health insurance company has negotiated different rates at different facilities, doctors, offices, and so on. So when I go to the hospital and they say, if I go to the doctor right now, let's just say I went to um, Dr. Smith and said, I want a checkup. Dr. Smith can say, um, they're going to say, what's your insurance, right? They always ask oh, that yeah. first. If I said, I don't have insurance, they might say, okay, it's going to cost you $250 to see me. Mm-hmm. And you can pay cash and be done with it. Now I say, I have insurance. They say, okay, fine. And they'll deal with it later. So in my case, they say, Who, what do you have? Here's my insurance card. I give it to them and they say, okay, it's going to cost $250. My insurance company gets the bill and says, no, no, no. You're in our network. We've already negotiated. The most you could charge is $100. So the doctor says, oh, yeah, that's right. You're in, you know, I'm going to follow your rules. So they bill me $100. Who's responsible for that, that 100 Me. Yep. Because I have that deductible. So I get that. I get that network pricing, which is great. Okay. So I don't have to sit there and negotiate with these doctors. What else do I get? Um, my family gets a max out of pocket. And this is important for people to understand as well. They call it MOOP. Sometimes you hear troop, true out of pocket, or MOOP, M-O-O-P, maximum out of pocket. And what that means is after all is said and done, your son goes and breaks his elbow, your other son cracks his head on the concrete, you have to have a surgery on your um, your you know wrist. It, all told, the maximum out of pocket in network for my family is 14700 so if I rack up a bill for $300,000, most, the most I'm paying is 14700 okay? So I'm, be- I'm benefiting from that. But once you add those two together, 16000 is g- coming out no matter what. If I run into some major trouble, which I have this year already with my family, I'm out another 14700 for the family. I'm already right there at $30,000 out of pocket. $30,000. That's a big number That's a for anybody. Huge number. Right? Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about personal deductibles and, and max out-of-pockets for my son. My son, Zachary, is the one that broke his elbow. His maximum out-of-pocket in network is $7,350. So he, if he runs up the bills, and by the way, I've been getting these bills. How much do you think it would cost 
I'll tell you what happened. We took, he went to the hospital in Sarasota. They determined that it was not something they could handle because he was young and it was dangerous and they had to do immediate surgery. So they said, we want to fly him to uh, all children's in St. Petersburg. Mm -hmm. So immediately I say, can a parent go with them in a helicopter, you know? And they say, and my wife's like, oh, that's a good, you know, yeah, good to know. And uh, they're like, no. I'm like, oh, forget it then. I'm not going. <laughs> you know, if they said a parent can go with him a helicopter, I'm in. Because you know, I knew at this point I'm paying big bucks for this. I might as well get something out yeah. of it. I've never been in a helicopter before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they took him in an ambulance ride with my wife to all children's in St. Pete. So I was at that first hospital. They stabilized him. Then we went to St. Pete. He actually had surgery immediately upon arriving. Spent one night over there because he had broken the skin that they required spending a night because of the um, infection possibility. We were out the next day with the cast. He now has the cast off, by the way, which is crazy if you think about it. It was about a month later. He's got the cast off. Wow. Compound fracture. So anyway, that whole thing, how much do you think that whole process cost roughly? So they did surgery. Did they put in pins or something? They put in pins in his wrist and his, and his upper arm. Wow. And those have since come out, and he's fine. Okay. Um, he can't straighten it yet, but that's so he's going to be fine. Time. He's going to be fine. Good. How much do you? How much? How much would that? I mean, there's no price on it, right? I, I would well, pay whatever yeah, it had we to would, for we my would son do to whatever be able to use takes, his arm. But uh, what? Uh, I have no. I couldn't even guess. Fifty-three thousand dollars so far. Wow. All the bills. I got bills from the hospitals, bills from the doctors, the anesthesiologists. And how much of that is your insurance covering? Well, that's what I'm going to get to. So this is where the problem lies. Um, is the problem that it cost $54,000 so far just to fix his elbow? Now, I say just to fix his elbow, but you and I both know, Tony, if he didn't get it fixed, it would be a mess. Right. You know, he'd have a, a twisted arm his whole life. It would probably heal on its own. He, maybe not. Maybe he would have gotten an infection. And so in reality, you know, 300 years ago, you know, he'd be, it would be, we'd be in trouble. Right. But modern medicine is, it is what it is. He's going to be fine. He probably won't, it won't even be noticeable when he's older. Um, it won't, it may not even be noticeable six months from now, but 54,000 is a lot of money. Um, I'm glad to have the opportunity to have, him fix it and if they said it's going to cost you 54,000 I probably would have said fine I'll figure out a way to pay for it but you could see immediately how people go bankrupt oh yeah you know I'm not going to pay them 54,000 out of pocket I'm not doing it right I can't right and the insurance company is going to help me here but even still if they said you know which you know you owe $20,000 I'm going to negotiate with the hospital to pay it down we'll get into that later but this is this is reality here so if I didn't have insurance I'd be on the hook for $54,000. So you see how people go bankrupt. Yep. This is this is life. This is how, this is why the leading cause of bankruptcy in the United States is medical expenses. That's crazy. You know? And all he was doing was playing on the monkey bars. Oh. Or, or he, was on the, he was climbing on a bench, whatever it was. So this is where we're at. And this is real life. You know? So this happened. Let's let's take a step back and say, all right, what could I have done differently so far? Okay. The first thing I could have done differently is bought different insurance. Right. All right. We haven't even gotten to the, do we have time to go? Why don't we take a break before I break yeah. down what the insurance company yep. is going to pay here? Yep. Because this is a, I think people need to understand it in, in real dollars, real life situation. What is it that insurance is going to do? What kind of decisions can you make so that you don't run into the same situation? And now that it's happened, what am I going to do to pay this? What 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 steps am I going to take right. as a professional that knows this industry in and out? What am I going to do to make sure that I'm doing whatever I can to make sure I'm not getting, you know, in trouble with with financials? Right. 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 And, and so, you can go over mistakes you made along the way or things you could have done differently uh, to give us an idea of how we might avoid certain, these situations. So let's take a quick break before you get into that, because that's the heart of the matter, getting to the to to the mistakes you made and the solutions for those mistakes uh, or what could be done differently and how it all ended up. Uh, so uh, before we take this break, 
Dan. What do you have for our listeners? I know that uh, you're more than happy to answer their questions, sit down and talk with them. Uh, it, what are you offering today? So because we're talking about health insurance, I want people to know that this is part of our process at Dolphin Financial Group. It's a huge part, actually. In fact, some would say it's the biggest part of retirement planning, of just planning your financial life. You have to do insurance planning for your health insurance. It's just a must. If if your employer doesn't cover you and 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 you don't have the options or the government doesn't cover you, then you need to understand this. Even if you have Medicare, even as you transition on Medicare, there are so many different options for Medicare. You need to understand that there are different deductibles and max out of pockets for different companies. You need to understand how these work. And hopefully today in the show, you'll get a better idea. But it's important for you to know that this is what we do and we'll help you through this. We will help you pick the plans, look at the options and understand them in real terms, real life terms. So you're not just buying the cheapest plan or doing something that you think is best because someone told you we're going to actually make make sure you make sense to you. And if you want that, if you want to sit here and, and review your health insurance options, give us a call. We do not charge for that. You sit down with us. You sit down with someone that's licensed to do this and go through the options with you. And the easiest way to do that is to give us a call. 888-508-5935. I think it's uh, extension two for Dolphin Insurance, which is an insurance agency. But again, it's no charge for these meetings. You need to start planning your health insurance. You need to start being much more strategic about it because as you'll learn from my story, you can do a few things a little differently. Again, that number, 888-508-5935. All right. Well, that's great, Dan. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Dolphin Financial Radio and our host, Dan Wendell, after this. Hi, this is Peter, and you are listening to my dad talk about financial stuff. Radio is cool, but if you're like me, you would rather watch videos. Did you know my dad has a YouTube channel? Go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or search for Dolphin Financial Group on YouTube to watch some cool videos. This is Peter signing out with a dolphin noise. This is Violet, and you're listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio with our amazing host, Dan Wendell of the Dolphin Financial Group. And of course, myself, your co-host, Tony Shorna. Dan, you're talking about uh, the trials and tribulations uh, that you had to go through uh, when your son uh, broke his arm and his wrist. And uh, you told the story in our first segment. Now you're going to get into what you could have done differently, what are some mistakes to avoid, and uh, how this situation is is getting resolved, correct? Correct. So let's let's talk about, I mean, so my, my son broke his elbow. He went to two hospitals and had a surgeon fix it, okay? The total bills so far have been about $54,000, but that's before the insurance company plays a part, okay? So let's talk about what the insurance company, my insurance is doing for me, and then we'll talk about some uh, more detail there. So remember, I'm paying 16000 a year just to have the insurance. So that doesn't isn't affected by this at, at all. If I hit my max out of pocket or my son hits his max out of pocket, and if I pay these bills or I don't pay these bills, I still have to pay that sixteen grand for the year just to be in the game. The in-network deductible for my son is 7350 That's also his max out of pocket. So the most for the in-network doctors and hospitals, I'm going to pay for him is 7350 So the bills for that have been well over 7000 So I'm maxed out there. Out-of-network deductible for my son is 14700 This is a separate deductible because it's out-of-network. Just so happens that that first hospital in Sarasota was out-of-network. So theoretically, I'm on the hook for another 14700 but after reviewing the bills of what's come in so far, and I think they're pretty solid, I'm probably out about five grand to the out of network. So 16 grand plus the 7350 in network plus another five grand out of network, I'm at $28,454 so far. That is the bills that I'm in. That's after insurance. That's after the negotiated rates. That's after the insurance company kicked in what they're going to kick in. I'm out $28,000 so far this year, and it's only April. 
Wow. And now that includes your premiums? That includes the premiums. Still, it's outrageous. The bill so far for my son's accident looks like it's going to cost me over 12 grand. Wow. Okay. Now. That's out of pocket. um, That's out of my pocket. Wow. Um, In addition to the 16, I got to pay just to be in it. So where could I have made a little bit of change? Um, When they asked me which hospital, if I had known that the Sarasota hospital that they took us to was not in network, I could have said, let's go straight to all children's. I think they would have done it even though it was an hour long ambulance ride. I don't know if they would have. They may have said, listen, this is too significant for us to handle and triage for an hour long ride. We're going to need you to make a pit stop at a hospital, which I think they, but let's assume they would have taken them straight to Sarah's uh, to all children's in St. Pete. That would have saved me the out of network uh, payments that I'm looking at. So I could have saved five grand roughly. There's a big, big deal. Five grand just by saying, let's go to this hospital instead of that one. But let's be real, Tony, who's thinking like that? I mean, I was, but I'm a, you know, this is my industry. This is, and I still did not make the right choice. So it, you know, when, when, when it comes to health emergencies, hospitals and and in network, out of network, when you're not familiar with the area, when you're out of town, that's a tough one. You know, I did have some time. I had probably a good 10 minutes from the time that, the, we made that 911 call to when they arrived and got them out. So I could have been fiddling around on my phone trying to figure out the network, but you know, and that cost me five grand. And so there's a lesson for people. If you're traveling, you know, it's a somber thought, but just be aware that there are network and in network hospitals, out of network and in network hospitals for your plan. And it helps to know. So if you're in a situation and you do have some time, to make an informed decision as to where you go, take a look at your uh, online and go online and look to see what's in network because it could co- could save you quite a bundle right there. You know, it's nothing to sneeze at five grand no. in my case. No. So that's one area of improvement. Here's another one. So you might be saying, all right, wait a sec, Dan. That's ridiculous that you're paying thirteen forty two a month for health insurance. If, you, if I remember back before Obamacare, my family plan was probably three to four hundred dollars a month for even a lower deductible. Mm-hmm. So the prices have gone up dramatically for me over the past eight, ten years. I mean major, major increases. When my wife worked for Pepsi, the family plan for five was thirty dollars a month. Thirty dollars a month. Because you know why? Pepsi, the company itself, was paying for health insurance. Wow subsidizing it. So if you're listening saying, oh my God, 1300 a month is ridiculous. You might be paying that. You might only be paying 200 a month. That means your employer is kicking in the other $1,100 a month. And you just don't know that. You don't realize it until you leave the company or you try and get health insurance on your own. You know, some companies, and I deal with people all the time, they say, I'm thinking about leaving the company and I say, show me pay stub. And some companies give a year end sheet that says, here's what we contributed for your health insurance. And when they look at it and they say, oh my God, my company gave me 20 grand in health insurance premiums. Wow. You know, someone making four, 50 grand, that's, you know, 30, 40% of their income yeah. right there. Yeah, that's not realistic. You know? But think of this. Okay. So why am I paying 1300 a month for insurance? I don't qualify for a subsidy. A family of five can get a subsidy from the government if their income falls in a certain certain way and you have to have enough so you're not on medicaid because that you know i think say i think you have to make like thirty five thousand dollars a year but you can't make more than a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a year so if you make as a family of five more than a hundred and fifteen thousand a year then you don't get any subsidy from the government that's that uh obamacare subsidies that people talk about um there's a there's, but it's 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 a progressive scale so that means that if you make 50,000, you're going to get a higher subsidy than if you make 100,000. And the closer you get to that 115 limit, the less subsidy you get. So whereas you, I might have gotten $1,000 a month off my bill from the government if I made 50,000. If I made 100,000, I would probably only get $200 off my bill. Okay. But I make more than 115,000 here in this scenario. So I don't get any subsidy. 
But let's think about that for a minute. Let's say you make $120,000 and you don't get any subsidy. A family five gets no subsidy. You have to pay taxes on that 120000 So right away, you're down to, let's call it 20% tax bracket. Right. You're down to $96,000 after taxes. Okay. So someone can theoretically be making 96000 after taxes for a family of five. This does not mean I paid rent or, or, or mortgage, food, shelter, anything. This is just raw cash, right? After taxes. Um, my bill of, of 28000 that represents 30% of my income. 30% of my income going toward health insurance, health care. That seems a bit high, doesn't it? Yeah. So what else could I have done? Well, I could have, someone says, well, you didn't, you went for the high deductible plan. You went for the bronze plan. You should have gone for the platinum or the gold or the silver. You know, why did you go for the high deductible plan? Well, let's talk about yeah. that. I know here's, why. Here's my option. So the bronze plan with a 14000 700 family deductible was 1342 a month or it is that's what I'm paying. I could have gotten a gold plan with a $0 deductible. So I would have only been paying copays here and there. What was the cost on that, Tony? I'm paying 1342 for a bronze plan, the gold plan with a zero deductible, $2287. Almost a grand more a month. $12,000 more. Right, 2287 is $27,442 a year. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's $11,000 more than I'm paying. So I look at it as, hey, if I save, if I don't pay $11,000 toward this, my son's accident, I'm still better off with the bronze plan than I am with the other plan. So I looked at it. I actually sat there and said, let's, let's, add to my misery and let's assume that I had the gold plan. Let's see how much I would have made out with. Right. So the gold plan would have cost me, um, you, you know, the $11,000 more. And if I had that, my son's surgery and such probably would have cost about three grand versus the, or two grand versus the 7,350. So it would save 5,000 there, but the out of network hospital, I still am on the hook for 50% of the bill. So it's not like I'm saving anything because their bill was like $30,000 or something stupid. So really, I may have saved about five grand. But I paid $11,000 more. So I'm still ahead. So you see, you know, you can't just look at the monthly cost. You have to look at the deductibles. But it's it's funny money almost. I mean, yeah. think of that. I'm going to pay $30,000 or $27,000 a year just to get in the game for health insurance. Doesn't that seem a little high? Doesn't that seem like we have a problem here? That's yeah. my big gripe so far is that, you know, what is going on here? What is going on here? Now, there is something to be said about having insurance, though. Uh, you know, and there is a reason why I'm paying $16,000 a year. Because had I not, I would be stuck with a $54,000 bill. Now, I'm stuck with a $28,000 bill. Right. Right. So, you know, the difference between 28 and 53, 54 is significant, but $28,000 could bankrupt a lot of people. You know, most people in this country don't have a couple $500 to a thousand dollars for an emergency. Where are they going to come up with the $28,000? That's going to be the next topic of discussion in this show. How am I going to pay? Yeah. $28,000. That's what I was just about to ask. So let's take a quick break first, Dan. And how can our listeners get a hold of you first? Easiest way is to give us a call at 888-508-5935. You can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. We're right here in Clearwater. We'll meet with you at your home or you can come to our office to talk about health insurance or financial planning. They are interlaced. So if you're meeting with a financial planner and you're not talking about health insurance costs and a health insurance strategy, you're missing the boat. They have to be interlaced because they are. It's just life. You know, a $28,000 bill that my family's facing as a result of health insurance costs is nothing to sneeze at. And I don't care how much you make, it's a big chunk of money. So you have to plan for it. You have to make smart financial decisions and health insurance is part of it. If you want to talk about your situation and plan this, just give us a call. The number 
888-528-5935. And when we get back to Dolphin Financial Radio, I'm going to talk a little bit more about some strategies I'm going to be using to help pay for this bill that I'm now facing. All right. I can't wait to figure that out uh, and see if you figured it out, Dan. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of this fascinating topic, an American horror story, healthcare insurance, here on Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. My name is Trevor, and we'll be right back with more Dolphin Financial Radio. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Dolphin Financial Group right now by going to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or by calling us at 888-508-5935. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Dan Wendell from Dolphin Financial Group. And Dan, you've been getting uh, deep and personal with us regarding uh, a bad situation you had with your son uh, breaking parts of his arm, uh, a compound fracture and a broken wrist. Uh, wow. And the health insurance uh, woes that you've experienced and healthcare costs uh, with this incident. And you've gone over uh, the details of the story, how it happened, what kind of insurance you had. And then in our last segment, you talked about some of the possible uh, decisions that might have been different, some of the mistakes you may have made uh, throughout this uh, crisis uh, that cost you and what it costs you. Uh, I think you, your out-of-pocket is going to end up being uh, $28,000 really to be covered and, and get that taken care of. So how are you going to cover that cost? That's a good point. So just to clarify, the 28000 includes the sixteen. I'm stuck with paying, right? Sixteen grand just to get the insurance. So this incident from my son is probably going to cost me over $12,000. Right. All right. Which, you know what, if he, if he came to me and said, hey, I'm going to break your son's arm and I'll fix it for twelve grand," or you can just let him have a broken arm, I'm paying the twelve grand, right? right? Okay. We're not, we're not questioning that. Now, one thing I want to point out, the I mentioned these costs are extravagant. The sixteen grand just to have insurance, the average health insurance cost, and this is from Kaiser Permanente. They do a lot of studies yep. on. I think they're in California. Yep. They do a lot of health insurance um, studies and reports. It, they showed the um, costs of health insurance roughly from nineteen ninety nine to twenty fifteen. This is the study I'm looking at. Um, in twenty in in nineteen ninety nine, the family average was. Fifty-seven hundred dollars in twenenty fifteen. The family average is eight seventeen thousand five hundred. That's a huge increase. Oh. You know, if you look at today's average costs for health insurance premiums, you know, just to get in the game, being ten thousand plus in nineteen sixty, it was one hundred and forty-six dollars. One hundred and forty-six dollars versus ten thousand. That's that's crazy. now you add in inflation. You add in inflation. That's nine times higher. Oh, nine. So, so really, why are we paying nine times as much for health insurance as we did in the 60s? You know, even just a decade ago, I wasn't paying this much. No. Like I said, I was a couple of hundred, three hundred dollars yeah. um, and I was paying for it all by myself. So something's going on here and it's just not making sense. And there's just so many reasons I'm not going to get into it. So the bottom line is now what? OK, enough of the complaining about the system. I owe twelve thousand dollars to these hospitals. How am I going to pay this? OK. Do, do, do you have 12,000 sitting around? Probably not. Most people don't. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm actually going to um, double check the coding and the bills. So immediately, one thing I noticed is my at the hospital where my surgeon did the surgery, the all children's in St. Pete is in network. So that's all getting billed. If they send me another bill for 10 grand, I don't care because I'm already maxed out my in network for him. But the surgeon is out of network. So he works at that hospital, which is in network, but the follow-up appointments have been out of network. So every time I go 500 bucks a pop to go and, and see it, take the pins out or to do this and that, I'm not going to pay those. And here's why there's this thing called global period. When you get a surgery, Tony, like my son had this elbow, you know, you know, surgery, the bone, you get charged a bill. 
for 90 days after that, and this is very relevant to Medicare people, you know, when you get some sort of surgery, 90 days following, it depends on the type of surgery, so it's all different, but make sure you're looking at the global period. The 90 days following a surgery, all things related to that surgery are included in the original price, so they can't keep billing you for different things. So I'm going to have a fight with that, um, that surgeon's office and say, hey, this is part of the original bill. You should not be billing me for this. This is all part of the follow-up to that original surgery. Okay, so that's one thing I'm going to do to try and eliminate some of these costs. The next thing I'm going to do is look at the costs with this um, doctor's out-of-network. I want to make sure that they coded it correctly. You know, I saw in there a coding for some anesthesiology that I didn't have. It was about a leg, something with his leg. I mean, he didn't break his leg, so they may have coded it wrong. So I'm going to, you know, you have to do this. You look at the bill. You got to look at every little tiny... Every number, every item, uh, every all the small print, you really, they make so many mistakes on medical bills. I don't know what it is. It's just a lot of things were happening. When my wife and I were in that room when he first got to that hospital and they had to give him uh, anesthesiology, anesthesia so they could reset his elbow and bone, and he was comatose for that. It was like one minute. They hadn't even had a countdown. I think I counted 12 professionals in there. So the staff... There was a lot of people in there and they all have different bills. You know what I'm saying? So you got to watch out for that. Now, let's say I, I make sure that they're charging the right amount. I make sure that my insurance is, is negotiated the right discount and I'm still getting a bill for $10,000 from the hospital in Sarasota. Okay. What am I going to do then? And this is something that I've done in the past and I think it's important that people know they can do. Um, a lot of times I see people on Medicare, they, they go to the ambulance ride, they get the bill for 500 from the local fire department and they just pay it. Don't negotiate. You have to make sure that your insurance kicks in first. I got a bill for one of the ambulance cause he had two of them directly to me and it was for a thousand bucks. I called them up and say, Hey, you didn't go through my insurance. They said, well, we didn't know you had insurance. We just took the kid and went, you know, we were going to take him regardless. Um, what's your insurance? Um, carrier. So I gave them the details of that and they're going to rebill it and go through insurance. So that's first. Second, you know, cause you don't want to pay right away. No, you just don't want to no. pay. I want things to settle down because I don't want to start paying and then find out, Oh, it's covered or, Oh, you've already met your max out of pocket. You don't have to pay it. It's a lot harder to get money back than it is to just oh, hold on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is say I owe a hospital 10,000. I've done this before when I, when my, one of my, my oldest, he burned his hand on the stove and we had an ambulance ride and he had to go to a children's hospital to get a burn and because they had a burn unit. Um, I think we owed say a thousand bucks at the time and I didn't have the cash. So I called up the hospital and said, Hey, you know, let's negotiate here. And you could do it a couple ways. Some hospitals will say, okay, you owe us a thousand bucks, but we're willing to take $700 today and wipe it clean. So give us cash today, 700 and then you don't owe us anything. So they give you like a, a 30% discount or some sort of discount. And each hospital's negotiations are different. You have to figure it out. You have to you have to be an advocate for yourself. Don't just think, you know, because there's a lot of uncollected bills out there. A lot of people go bankrupt and the hospital eats it. So anything they can get from you, they're going to want, right? Rather than just paying the whole thing, talk to them. Let them know your situation. A lot of hospitals now have separate units where they have um, billing departments that negotiate with you. One thing we did is with the hospital that I've had in the past, we said, okay, I'll pay you 20 bucks per month until I pay this thousand dollars off. And we did. And that's my recommendation. That's what I'm going to be doing. And I can update people over time as, as this happens. But, um, this is something that I do and I've helped people do it. I've helped clients that have run into these medical bills, negotiate with them. I've actually gotten on the phone on behalf of my my clients. And these are my bigger clients that, you know, pay me a fee to manage their assets and and do a lot of financial work for them. And they hire me uh, to do this stuff. And I do it because I've done it before. I'm good at it. And I just know the system. But don't just take it and say, I'm going to pay. You got to you got to fight. You got to fight for yourself. And yeah, you know, it, it, it adds up. I'm not looking forward to the fact that I got to pay almost 30 grand so far already. I mean, the year's not even over yet. I still have three, two other kids that, or, you know, if my, if my son Zachary that broke his arm, he gets in the hospital again, it's going to be all paid for because we've already maxed out him. But if his brothers do something stupid, 
I'm on the hook for another seven grand right there, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. in network. Wow. So I guess if, if, if his twin brother gets hurt, I'll just say his name is Zachary, right? <laughs> no, I, I won't do that. That's fraud. But, um, yeah, so that's the situation, wow, Tony. And, so and those are some tips, you know, those are the things that I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And this is what I do for a living. And, and I'm telling you, it's not easy. You got to be, you have to really be on top of it. Uh, yeah, it is there. We're going to have to tighten the belt and, uh, really make some tough choices and decisions. And I, you know, uh, there's no great answer. You know, there's a, it seems like people are split on what to do, which also causes some problems. But, you know, as you, if something like this happens, it's like you want to get it taken care of and you're not always stopping to think about, wow, uh, should I go to a different hospital? Do we have time to do this? It's hard to know what to do in those situations that you found yourself in. And a lot more people this past year in 20, at the end of 2017 that talked to me about health insurance decided they're just going to go without. They said $1,400 a month to cover my family. And that's just, that's with a, a, a $15,000 deductible. No way. I'll, I'll take my chances. Well, what would have happened to me if I said that? I wouldn't have an insurance company there to back me uh, when the $54,000 bill came in. Now, granted, I'm not happy with the insurance company's backing. You know, right. I'm not happy with this in-network, out-of-network nonsense that I'm had to deal with. But it's definitely a better battle for me to face than a $54,000 battle. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I would have been better off and then said, you know what, here, insurance company, or here, hospital, here's 15 grand. Yeah. And I would have saved, you know, all that money. So you just don't know until it's too late. Make that health insurance decision. I always recommend people have it rather than not, even though it's getting out of control. Again, I can't stress it enough, Tony. We are retirement planners. We help people with their financial decisions. And healthcare is such a big part of it that we've made it part of our company. And uh, as you can see, even the best laid plans can be up against some big financial crisis. Even, you know, I have insurance and I'm still facing a financial burden yeah. that is really high. Yeah. So um, don't take it lightly. Make sure that you're talking about this with your financial professional. Make sure they understand all the implications of your health insurance decisions. And when you go to retire, realize that you may not be paying much now, but if your company's no longer paying and you're not jumping on Medicare, which I wish my kid was on Medicare, to be honest with you, um, if you're not jumping on Medicare, you better be aware that there's a big, big cost of health insurance that you may not be aware of until you actually retire. Wow. Well, it's been a great discussion, Dan, uh, and I think we've all learned. Great for who? Wait, wait, wait. Great. Great discussion. <laughs> it has been because we've learned a lot from your mistakes, Dan, uh, and I appreciate you sharing with us and giving us that advice. It's time to go. Why don't you give your phone number one quick time? Absolutely. The number to call me direct is 888-508-5935 or go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.